It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Dak Prescott playing the best football of his career right now? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are going to answer your Twitter questions today. We've got a bunch of them, so let's jump right into it, Landon. First one from Javier. He wants to know, do you think Dak Prescott is playing the best football of his career right now? I mean, it's 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 certainly in the conversation. I, I think that if if not this time, then you have to go back to like the beginning of, uh, what was it, 2021, right? Or, uh, I think with, with, with Kellen and him were – really really cooking early on um but i tend to think that this is the best you know i think he's just a a wiser a quarterback than he was back then i think he has the athleticism that maybe he was missing at different points especially early on uh last year um and i think he's uh he's seeing it and is comfortable in the offense in this current offense in a way that he wasn't currently it wasn't earlier in the season so I think the the numbers kind of speak for themselves in, in, a, in a lot of ways that, that, yeah, I do think that this is the best Dak Prescott, but I think there is also the kind of uh, the tape aspect that you have to watch there. And, but I, I would say that the tape matches the numbers, right? That, that he looks as comfortable as he has. He looks decisive. Um, you know, he's, he's still, he still will throw a ball or two where it feels YOLO ish. Um, but I, I think, you know, when you're hot, you're hot and, and he's been completing the yellow ones pretty regularly as well. So I do think that this is probably the best version of Dak we've seen so far. All right. So I highlighted three different basically Era. seasons of Dak. Yeah. I, so let's start <laughs> yeah. with the first one, 2016, like middle way through that season, he's, things are starting to slow down for him. He's still a dynamic runner. That was really good. Now, the reason I'm not choosing that one is because. He's just so much more dangerous as a passer now than he was then. Things were very well defined for him. 2018, post the Amari Cooper trade, like after that Titans game, things really clicked. He was still a really good athlete. He was making big-time throws. The game that he had against Philadelphia where Amari had three touchdowns or whatever, one of the best games that I've seen him play. The reason I will go with this one is he can just kill you in the pocket right now. Mm -hmm. And I – there's a weird feeling where if he's not pressured in the pocket, you feel like the ball is going to be complete for a big game every single time. 
And I just haven't felt that way about a quarterback since like 2014, Tony Romo, where if you protect, protect, protect him in the pocket, he's going to dice you up. And that's just kind of where Dak is right now. I think the craziest thing about Dak Prescott's career to me, as someone who's watched every snap of his professional career, watched him in training camp, is the type of quarterback that he's developed into. Like it, it doesn't seem to match where he came from to where he has arrived, right? Now he is like maybe the premier, you know, uh, thinking man's quarterback, you know, pre-snap quarterback, uh, pocket passing quarterback in the league. And at least one of them, right? You look at some of the other guys yeah. that are in the upper echelon, like Patrick Mahomes is known for wizardry. I mean, he's not he is an incredible pocket passer, but he's also known for being able to run out of the pocket and flip his wrist. Just creativity, and, and, right? Creativity. And, 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 and there just isn't anybody else that's like a, that's in a tier above Dak that's this type of quarterback, like a pocket passer, cerebral, you know, quarterback. And I, I just think it's so interesting that he's developed into this type of passer uh and yeah you add in the fact that he still has enough uh, just enough athleticism to Mm -hmm. pick up the first down on third and five or score the touchdown from 10 yards out when you're in man coverage like that though the combination of those things and then add in the fact that he is i mean i haven't looked at the numbers but he's got to be the best third down quarterback in the nfl if there's anybody better at third downs right now I think I would have heard about it at this point. Uh, you know, I think all three of those combinations of things make him very difficult to stop uh, and, and very difficult to kind of slow down. And if he can kind of keep that up and, and continue to be accurate, deliver it, the ball where it needs to be, efficient on third downs when, when he gets the opportunity and then continue to use his legs when the, everything yep. else around him fails him, uh, it, it's going to be tough to stop this offense. So – Here's another reason why I think he's playing the best football of his career. Uh, as you know, I like to bet on the NFL, which I mean, with oh. our friends at FanDuel. Yeah. So when you bet on the NFL, like every week, you're inevitably you're going to be betting on some bad quarterbacks. And I watch yeah. these games and I'm like, please don't blitz them. Please don't blitz them. <laughs> it's just the opposite for Dak. And yeah, I remember, exactly. I think it was Bill Parcells talking to Quincy Carter, right? Like in 2003, basically like, uh, you're going to love it when these teams blitz you. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the way I feel like with Dak now it's, you go up against a Wink Martindale who wants to do these cover zero oh, blitzes. Yeah. You're just inviting big plays. And I, I feel that with Dak now, like please blitz him because he's going to get rid of the ball. He's going to be accurate. And you're going to have these massive chunk game, you know, plays in the passing game. When you have a quarterback that you just have total trust with when the teams are blitzing, typically it's a good sign that you've got a good quarterback. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, it's it's funny because I'm watching some of those the games this weekend that the Vikings game and and Brian Flores right just alternating between three man pressures and I mean eleven man pressures right and I was sitting there going, Dak would tear that. Off. Well, and you <laughs> like, saw with Derek Carr like it totally flustered him to the point where he didn't know what to do. He was throwing the ball out of bounds on third down. That's just not the case with Dak right now. Yeah, guys like Flores and Martindale that blitz a ton like that's a huge part of their identity. They must have absolute nightmares about guys like Dak Prescott, yes. who not not just are good against the blitz, but are better than not being blitzed yes. against the blitz. So, yeah, he must be a total nightmare for them. That's why I said it was last year when the Giants. Uh, oh yeah, Wink Martindale. It's like I was laughing, man. This it's is great. Like, like yeah, that's that is a style of defense that'll be great against average to below average quarterbacks. But when you face top end quarterbacks, you can absolutely get shredded. Uh, <laughs> 
That's why I'm. That's why I think this is probably the best I've seen Dak play, at least in a four game stretch. Yeah, Sam Howell and Daniel Jones are going to be very scared by Wink Martindale, but guess yes. what? The other two guys, not so much. Well, we and we already saw that this year. Washington and New York have already played a game this year. This was like a few weeks ago where Washington scored seven points and yeah. lost a game against the Giants that they had no business losing. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the Cowboys scored 89 points in two <laughs> yeah. games against Wink. So uh, to answer the question, Javier, yes, Landon and I both think that <laughs> this both is agree. the best we've seen Dak play. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. I, I, I mean, I think just on a holistic view, there's there's times when he's done other things better, but as a complete quarterback, I think this is the best he's ever played. All right, uh, let's get to some more Twitter questions, including which positional groups have surprised us the most this year. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a small. Uh, it can be, feel like a. Uh, Big, high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We also want to let you know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you want to bet on the Cowboys to win this week, you can do that. If the Cowboys win, you'll get your free $150 in bonus bets. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, let's get to some more Twitter questions. This one from at Geyer NFL. He wants to know what position groups have been the most surprising, most disappointing this season. Okay. So most positive and most negative surprising, right? Basically is what we're asking. Yes. Okay. So I think let's, let's start on offense, right? To me, I think uh, the tight end position has been the most surprising in the sense that Look, Jake Ferguson has really shown us something these last few weeks. I think he's starting to break out a little bit. I think we really, especially if we're talking about going back to the preseason and, and training camp, 
the fact we've gotten nothing from Hendershot so far, uh, and the fact that you know uh, McEwen has basically been just kind of a, a throwaway at this way. No offense, Marcus. how dare you? How dare uh, and then, yes, and, and right. then, and Schoonmaker has been a good blocker so far. I feel like, but but has not caught on yet as a receiver. I do anticipate that will kind of even itself out. But I will say that at, this is a unit that we thought was a big strength of this team. And, and just, you know, I think Ferguson has kind of righted the ship a little bit for, for that group overall, but I don't think that they were nearly what we expected them to be coming into the season. I uh, expected the, the depth to be better than what it has been. I mean, you've basically got nothing outside of Jake Ferguson at all. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, Schoomaker's, like I said, a blocker, but I mean, he, until he's catching the ball consistently, there's just, they're not getting anything receiving wise. So uh, yeah, and I think you know McEwen is a uh, uh, you know a blocker. He's a practice player. squad guy that you bring up to be your fourth tight end. Yeah, and so I think that that you know the other thing too is to keep in mind is that it does feel like there's been a little bit more of an uptick of kind of twenty one personnel. So you are seeing that some of that second tight end spot is is uh, being occupied by a fullback, uh, which is you know all is right in the world. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I do think that that's part of it, but I, I think that's in reaction to the fact that they haven't got a lot of production. Out of the position. All right. What about most surprising in a positive way on offense? <sighs> most surprising in a positive way. Um, I, I guess, you know, for me, backup offensive line. That's, like, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like I, I can't really put the offensive line as a unit because yeah. Biotis has struggled. Terrence Steele has struggled. They've mm-hmm. had injuries, but when they've had to play Udoga, he's been fine. And when they've had to play TJ Bass, it, it hasn't been great, but it's been up to the level that you hope to get from a backup offensive lineman. Yeah. Even Richards has gotten there and he's played yeah. some decent snaps. I mean, they've gotten good play out of guys who you should not expect good play exactly. out of. I mean, I mean, a passable play, which is all that you could ask for for some of these guys, right? Especially an undrafted free agent rookie who's coming into play, right? So, uh, look, obviously the Cardinals game kind of belies that point a little bit, but I do think that overall uh, the backup offensive line when called upon has has been pretty good. Part of me wonders with that Cardinals game, like if Tyron Smith just gets – I don't want to say he gets hurt early in the week, but if you know early in the week that he's not Maybe, going to yeah. be available, I wonder how much better things would be because they had to shuffle their entire offensive line on Saturday afternoon just to get you ready for that game. So that was that was pretty poor. But for the rest of the you know season, whenever Udoga's played, they've been very, very good on that side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, again, it's, it's versus expectations. We're talking sure. about surprising, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think wh- what we've seen is surprising. So well, think about the- how how often this offseason we talked about, okay, who's the swing tackle? Who's the swing guard? Who, yeah. How, how is it the, if they have one injury, everything is going to fall apart? That hasn't been the case yet, knock on wood. Yeah. And I think it's something to remember, you know, for, for future seasons, right? Is that it's it's never as dire as we think it is and that the situation changes a lot, even from yeah. training camp, right? Yes. Like that it, the situation can get better or worse. All right. Let's go to the other side of the ball. What about most surprising on defense? surprising in a positive way. Um, I know we had discussed, I'm going to let you take the, the most surprising one. I, I, I'll i throw in cornerback. I think it's been a very surprising position. There's another mm-hmm. one that's more obvious, but just for the sake of the show, I, I'll throw in cornerback. I do think that, you know, considering the fact this is basically surprising when uh, accounting for the fact that Trayvon Diggs is hurt, 
right? Yes. And that you're yes. you're dealing with a, a, a compromised secondary that lost its top guy. The fact that you lost your top guy and have been able to produce the way that they have at the corner position. I mean, honestly, ninety percent of this credit goes to Deron Bland, and, yeah. and I th- I get the, get up every morning and, and thank the football gods every day for Deron Bland. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's it, it shows you just how much better that they were than all of us thought when we saw Trayvon kind of limping off the field. So uh, I, I just wanted to make sure that we gave kudos to those. Cause I mean, and, and that also includes Gilmore who's had a, a, a more difficult assignment than what yeah. he signed up for. And Lewis who has come off of an injury and, you know, held on for dear life and done a, a good enough job. Held is the key word there. Uh, let's talk about the safeties. That's to me the most disappointing. Now starting this off with, Malik Hooker's been really good this year. I've, I've got no problems at all with Malik Hooker. I, the Cowboys signed him to a contract extension this offseason. I think he's been worth every single penny that the Cowboys yeah, have given him. So I'm good there. Donovan Wilson got a big contract this offseason. Big contract, I mean, for the safety market. Like, the safety yeah. market's weird. So to get $8 million a year is pretty significant. Now, he's been dealing with a calf injury, missed the first four games of the year. One of the reasons the Cowboys liked him so much is because of the splash plays. Like he was one of their guys over the last couple of years that created splash plays and turnovers and sacks. Just haven't really gotten any of them. Can, like, can you think of one big splash play that he's made this season? No, I mean, I yeah, can it, think of him making so a tackle on third down that was, you know, that was a yeah. successful tackle that stopped a first That's, down, but not like a splash. Play. He yeah. he led all safeties in pressures last year as a blitzer. It doesn't seem like the Cowboys are using him them him as much there. And then you have J. Ron Curse, who J. Ron Curse is a little bit older. I think his role has gotten diminished a little bit. He's been okay, but same thing. Like no big splash plays really at all for him. You and I were kind of joking, like pre-show. The Cowboys have three safeties that they're paying, and I kind of want to see two other guys play ahead of them. Like, I would love to see more Wanya Thomas. I would love to see more of Israel Makamu. And it's kind of frustrating every week that one of those guys is inactive or one of those guys just isn't playing on defense. Yeah, I mean, we're starting to see more of them, obviously. Uh, Wanya got the opportunity to play. Lo and behold, almost got an interception. Uh, and We're seeing Izzy start to play a little bit more in the slot. But I do agree. I, I think that the safety position is one – uh, that is that was a little bit disappointing. Do you have one that is a, a positive for a surprise for on yes. defense? Let's yes. hear it. L- linebacker, linebacker. Yeah. Because I thought with Leighton Van Rush healthy going into the season, I, I was still a little bit worried about that position because Damone Clark only played a couple games. You had really no depth, especially after you lost Overshawn in preseason or Overshawn in preseason. Um. This is some of the best linebacker they play they've gotten in a while. And Marquise Bell is playing out of his mind. He gives them some speed that they just haven't had at the linebacker position. Um, Damone Clark is taking a big leap in year two. I'm just shocked that I thought linebacker was going to be like their weakness going into the year. And it's turning into a strength, which is wild. It's it's especially wild since – it's turned into a strength since Leighton Van Der Esch has got injured, right? And that's like, not to say Leighton Van Der Esch was the problem. Ab- absolutely wasn't. not. It's certainly not. Like he was, he was the best playing linebacker when he got injured. But since then, Clark has continued to get better, right? Yep. And then Bell has been uh, nothing short of revelation. Like yep. I mean, just absolutely could not be more shocked by uh, how far he's where he is versus where we thought he would be. Uh, you just don't see players 
come in uh, as a hey, you should you should try playing this position and suddenly be like one of the highest graded players do, at the position in the do league. You, <laughs> like, do you remember? Right before the season, we did a show. Who's the next Deron Blaine? The guy that comes out of nowhere to make a big impact in the season. Yeah. We got our answer. It's Marquis Spell. Absolutely. I mean, without a doubt. Without. I mean, frankly, you can make an argument that Marquis Bell's learning curve was even more steep because he had oh, to change yeah. positions. Like in September. Yeah, it's September. Yeah, exactly. So what he's done, like seriously, I, I am having a hard time quantifying it for folks. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, part of us have just been kind of holding our breaths these last few weeks because we're like, this can't be real. Like this can't. He can't keep this up, but he has kept it up. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, and, and I think honestly, last week's game was the most impressive because he came in beat up with a, with a calf injury and still produced the way that he did. So that to me shows, Hey, this, this is who this guy is, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, uh, yeah, I mean, to the linebacker wow. uh, without a doubt, the biggest surprise period on this team for the 2023 season has been Marquise Bell across yep. the board. All right, let's talk about the playoffs and if the Cowboys are going to make it to the Super Bowl. What would a playoff run look like? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun I've had playing DFS. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Again, all you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less than on their projected stats, and then place your entry. I love that Price Picks has a reboot policy well, that they'll reboot your entry if one of your players is injured in the first half and does not return. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. It's absolutely fantastic. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, our final question here comes from Chris. He wants to know, using the current playoff picture and assuming the Cowboys don't get a bye week or probably win their division, what is the best case scenario for a path to the Super Bowl? Okay, I got it. You ready? Here we go. Yes. So the Cowboys win next week against Carolina, right? Carolina already at a point where they are about to fire their head coach. The, the things are looking dire if you're the Panthers fan. But suddenly this loss to, against the Cowboys catalyzes the Carolina Panthers. They become the the cardiac Panthers. And win out the rest of the uh, the rest of the year. 
there's a tie between the, the Buccaneers and the Saints in Week 16, and then suddenly your fifth seed Cowboys are playing. Oh, sorry, yeah, the fifth seed yeah. Cowboys are playing the fourth seed Carolina Panthers in Carolina for Week One of the playoffs or the Wild Card round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, you could come up with any other scenarios. Look, the Cowboys are eventually going to have to play either the Eagles or the 49ers or both probably at some point. I think the best case scenario you can hope for at this point is hoping for a a very uh, soft pillow uh, wild card round. Uh, And and I think, you know, Carolina gets on a hot streak and starts winning football games. That's, that's something I can believe in. That's pretty. (laughs) I definitely manufactured that with the playoff machine, but it happened. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so let, let's let me let's start with this. Obviously, the the best case scenario for the Cowboys if they don't win their division is to be the five seed because it's very likely that the Lions or the 49ers are going to be the two or the three seed. Okay, so let me ask you this: of the Saints, Falcons, Bucks, which of those teams do you think the Cowboys match up the best against? Uh, I mean. The, the Falcons are massive for most everybody, right? Like, yeah. I the mean, the thing just... with the Falcons with me is that you're playing in a dome, so you don't have to worry about weather, and you're playing either Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter. At least the Saints have Derek Carr, who is a average quarterback, and the Bucks have Baker Mayfield, who is a slightly below average quarterback. The Falcons might not even have slightly below average. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are just not a good team right now. The, the thing that's strong about their team is their offense and they're missing a quarterback. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's 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 not great for Atlanta. Uh, f- you know, for the other two teams, they're just slightly messes. You know, like, they're just, they're just teams that have some pieces, uh, but they are going to, you know, it's basically who's going to limp into first place in the NFC South. It's It's not a great division. None of those three teams are probably playoff worthy in a normal season, right? Like, I mean, seventh seed wild card type, you know, maybe. But like, this is like, frankly, you're not going to get too many. I mean, you get it because the way that the the playoffs will lay it out, and 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 you know, sometimes divisions aren't strong, but the the group of folks that are are available to, to enter into the playoffs from the NFC South. Uh, they're not up to snuff necessarily. So yeah. the Cowboys are going to have pretty big advantages no matter who they play, If uh, those three. Uh, but if you're giving me a choice, it's definitely Atlanta for all the reasons that we just mentioned. Now, if you go beyond that, right, like to the next round, again, we're talking about like the, the best case scenario. It's to have it line up where the Cowboys play the Lions in round two of the playoffs. And for that to happen, you probably you would have to have, have to beat 49ers is that what is that what probably you're like that's probably yeah. what would have to happen or have the vikings beat the 49ers or something like that mm-hmm. um but i'm just trying to think of a way yeah you would have to have the way that it would have to work is you'd have to have somebody upset the 49ers who matches up the best with the 49ers i, I don't know maybe seattle I think it's Seattle simply because, you know, again, throw out all the records when it's a division game, especially in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, so it, Seattle's not afraid to go play San Francisco. They've done it, done that lots before. So, so and that's that's what you're ha- hoping to have happen is where the Cowboys can play the Bucks in round one, and then you have to go play Detroit, and then maybe it, you're going to have to beat probably Philadelphia and Philadelphia. I just don't see the Eagles. If the Eagles are the one seed, I just don't see them slipping up unless they play. 
Maybe they play San Francisco in round two of the playoffs, which would be really wild. But it's probably going to be Philadelphia in Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's that seems fair. I mean, unless in in this scenario where they definitely are winning the division, uh, giving them home field advantage and uh, a bye week, you know, lets them avoid a lot of this. I will say everything gets a lot easier for the Cowboys if they're the five seed. If they end up being the six seed, that's when things start to get a little hairy. And heaven forbid they're the seventh seed. You got to play the 49ers like as that two seven matchup, and then you've got to go play Philly. Gets a little weird. So getting the five seed is going to be very, very important for the Cowboys. Of course, I would argue, and as I always do argue, you want to feel good about your team going into the Super Bowl? Go beat the 49ers and the Eagles both in the playoffs. Go do it. I know we don't want to have to do that, but if you want to like, you know, feel strong about this team. Take the hardest path and win it, yeah. and do it. But I prefer the Eagle strategy, where you have I prefer the game. other one. Yeah, you yeah. You, you you have first round by, then you play Daniel Jones, and then you play Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback. That's that's the scenario that I would rather have. And then you fumble away the Super Bowl. It's Your true. only chance, unfortunately, guys. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day, every day or so. On tomorrow's show, we've got a show with the Locked uh, On Panthers to do the crossover. So make sure you tune in for that. We also wanted to remind you about the Locked On uh, NFL, sorry, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. We have a 24-7 coverage. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Absolutely fantastic. You can go to our channel, Locked On Cowboys, where we get shows every single day. We can go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.